0: Welcome to I-C-U-P with We. In the name of science, discovery, knowledge, and understanding, this is our ongoing examination of the Insane Clown Posse. I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric. And this week,
1: we're reviewing 2012's The Mighty Death Pop. The Mighty death Death Pop. Death Pop. Death Pop. Mighty death pop, death pop, death pop. What is up, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, ladies and gentlemen? Um, how are we doing today? My name is Aaron. You're here for yet another episode of ICUP with We. The year is 2012. We didn't die. The Mayans were wrong. They fucked up, right? It's August. Let's just set the scene here. It's August 14th. Lil' Aaron, uh, and not the rapper Lil' Aaron, but myself, tiny little uh, 18-year-old Aaron, was at college for the first time and did Texas on his own, making his own in the world. Isn't that fantastic? I don't know where my uh, co-host was, uh, which, by the way, I, I'm not alone, as usual. Uh, I'm with my co-host. He perhaps has the co-most. It's arguable that he has the co-most, okay? His name is Eric. Eric, how are you doing? Where were you on August, August 14th, 2012? Uh,
0: I, I believe this was the time frame, 2012, 2013, when Dave and I got together and started recording demos uh, early on. So... So yeah, that that's what we were doing.
1: Amazing. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, how have you been? I've been I've been okay. I've been pretty good to be honest. How about you? Well, I should I should say this cuz people listening, you might be listening a little bit later than uh this week than in the previous weeks and that is because we are recording this on a Tuesday afternoon. What? That's right. I am not groggy from waking up on a Sunday morning to listen
0: to an album and then talk about it. I thought it was I. I thought it was Sunday morning still.
1: I mean, I I, I want to grab a cup of coffee, for well, yeah, to, to recreate our magic that we have on Sunday mornings. But I cracked open a nice little Topo Chico instead, uh, the offic- official beverage of I C U P with Wee. That's true. Um, <laughs> but I uh on sunday i woke up and i i had to text you and i and i told i told you listen my throat is just closed up it and it's not that i was sick i didn't feel any different other than that i didn't have a fever i didn't have anything like that it was legitimately just i slept in a very very cold room and woke up and my throat hated me because of it so i couldn't even talk it's a true story this, exactly this and, then, and then later that day like later that day because I streamed that night yeah, i it cleared up by like noon or one o'clock like I felt fine nice um but uh yeah it was uh it was something else it was something else yeah
0: well I, instead of instead of doing this show which was difficult for me to handle i uh we 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 got in the car we drove out to the mountains to the North Cascades. We we did some hiking out near Ross Lake and then hung out at the Diablo Lake overlook, like played in the snow. It was you know, we made the most of it, but I'm I'm mostly just glad that you're feeling better and that uh we have made it to to this to this moment right now and what I'd like more than anything is for you to pick up your story where you left off. You were setting the stage. August 2012. Aaron was in college. What was August happening? August 2012. Yeah.
1: I was in college and I was I was just hanging out and doing uh little 18-year-old shithead shit um with all of my friends including River um and my wife uh Emily. We were hanging out. We were skipping class. Hence why I do not have a college degree currently. Uh, we were skipping class. I was watching Netflix. Actually, I can tell you something that's very notable on the, in 2012 on Netflix. I watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for the first time ever all the way through, um, which has become one of my favorite TV shows. And it is, in my opinion, one of the most brilliantly written TV shows.
0: I've still so never that's seen pretty it. Cool.
1: Very much so uh, highly. I have two It's Always Sunny tattoos. That's how much I enjoy it. Like of the um, whole cast or? No, no, no. One is um, on my arm. It says bad new because um, one of the characters, Charlie, during one of the episodes was carving bad news into his arm to try and like, and it's such a subtle reference, trying to prove like how hard he was but it, it was too painful and it just, it, he stopped af- after the W he couldn't finish the S the last S. So I trade my, traded my tattoo artist a pair of shoes uh, for bad new on my arm. And then um, <laughs> on my leg, I have Frank Reynolds, uh, Danny DeVito. And what did you trade for that? Uh money, actually. Oh.
0: Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> yeah, common. That,
1: that one I trade money. Yeah. yeah that yeah. that is the most common trade for tattoos, I, I would say. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. I would say probably in this order. Money, shoes, food, sex. Those are my guesses. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs, maybe. Oh, maybe, damn it. Maybe drugs. Yes, you're right. That's probably yeah. number four. You're right.
1: Yeah. Um, it's funny. So I've gotten a new tattoo recently. It's a it's a taco. Uh, a little crunchy taco with a little face on it. It, it. So my wife wanted to get her nose pierced. We go to the tattoo shop. Uh, she had an appointment. She's waiting around. And I was like, well, I mean, while you're getting your, your nose pierced, I'm, I, I might get a filler piece on my arm. So I, I, I was like, hey, do you have any like small flash that you you, you know, have time to just toss on me? Uh, and he was like, well, I mean, I can just do whatever you want. What do you want? I was like, give me a crunchy taco, baby. So he, he tattooed a crunchy taco on me with a little face. And then as we were driving home, I realized the, the face looked very familiar. Um, and I realized it's the Pringles man face with the mustache. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so so now I have a crunchy taco with the Pringles guy's face on it, and it makes me love this tattoo way more. <laughs> uh,
0: your, your story made me have a lot of questions, but here's, well, thoughts and questions. Here's the three things that mm-hmm. I, I want to bring up. Number one, when you started that, I thought, you, you know, you said, I got a tattoo of a taco. My wife wanted to get her nose. And I thought you were going to say her nose tattooed on me. And I was like, you're going to oh. get a tattoo of your wife's nose. That would be really weird. But then I was thinking about crunchy tacos, which I, we had for dinner the other night. And I'm thinking about it right now. They're so good. And I had this discussion uh, with Christy about the fact that there's really no such thing as too many tacos. And I was going to ask you, how many crunchy tacos do you think you can eat?
1: Oh, I, I think um, if I plan it out, I think I could probably crush a taco 12 pack from Taco Bell. I
0: was, I was going to say, I think it's not unreasonable to eat six, seven, eight tacos. They're not super filling, but once you get past a certain point, like they're, that's, you go, oh my gosh, that was too many. And I think I'd agree. It's, I would say probably 10 for me, but Taco Bells are pretty minimal, maybe a dozen, but. Then the other thing that I thought of as you were talking was what if they made Pringles taco shells you were talking about Pringles like it's made of Pringles but it's shaped like a taco shell and you fill it with taco shell fillings taco fillings I mean
1: it's not unheard of there's the Doritos taco shells right now Pringles might be a little little further off the reservation than than Doritos but I think it'd I'd be try good, it. I think it'd be good um guys by the way if you hear my dog <laughs> For some reason whining at any point i apologize he is
0: just being a whiny little bitch boy baby but your dog is, is named friend. moose right yes moose is he named after um, the food the chocolate food or the animal uh the actual physical meat and bones animal
1: can i tell you something you're the first person to ask if he was named after like chocolate moose yeah. and now I I really wish he was. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I think that's fucking hilarious. No, he's named after the the animal. Oh, okay. Um the the moose, deer, you know, the yeah. cousin of the deer.
0: Yes. Yeah, in that it's family. The chicken
1: of the sea. Cousin of the deer and the chicken of the sea is the moose, absolutely. Yeah. Um Yeah. No, he uh he's a little little scraggly little boy and he decided to spend the entire day sleeping and snoozing away while I was streaming and doing some other work and then the second we start recording uh he's like, "Hey, I'm going to be an asshole for right now." Um maybe he's got something to say
0: about this record we're reviewing.
1: I mean, I listened to it on my speakers while I was uh, while I was doing some Photoshop work earlier today, so Hmm. There's a strong possibility uh, that, that he uh, he has some some thoughts yeah. on yeah. the mighty death pop. Well, hey, um, we've talked tattoos. Yeah. We've talked Pringles. Mm-hmm. We've talked dogs. We've talked chocolate. Yes. Let's now talk ICP. Let's. But more specifically, let's start with talking the year 2012. Mm-hmm. And what we have going
0: on as far as popular rap and hip hop singles? Uh, yeah, well, as you mentioned, the world didn't end. So what happened instead was we got a bunch of popular rap and hip hop singles. Uh, I didn't realize Flo Rida had such a big year in 2012. Now I don't know these songs. I only know you know the, the couple that we've talked about, but he had hit singles in the songs "Whistle." Good Feeling, Wild Ones, and I Cry. Do you know any of those tracks? Absolutely not. <laughs> Perfect. Good. I, <laughs> I feel I don't. less ridiculous. Uh, right. <laughs> Nicki Minaj had another big year. Uh, Turn Me On and Starships were were big releases that year for her, single-wise. Uh, Kanye West had a good year uh, with the song's Mercy. And then along with Jay-Z, they had a song that was called... Um, two fine gentlemen in paris yes fellas in paris fellas fellas. Um. (laughs) yeah uh i'm I, i don't want to take anything away from the name of the song they chose it for a reason uh but it's a word that i choose and refuse to to use so it's uh that word in paris correct yeah uh the ever popular and clearly uh the artist with the most staying power on this list. Tyga had a, a hit in Rack City. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Drake had a couple of big ones, Take Care and Make Me Proud. Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa joined forces to release uh, a single called Young, Wild and Free. Uh, <laughs> I love mm. the name of this next song, and somehow I missed this one. But Big Sean and Nicki Minaj released a song called Dance, and then in parentheses, Ass. And ass is spelled with two dollar signs. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I love yeah. that so much. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> this this feels a few years late for me. I would have sworn this band was much earlier. But Gym Class Heroes with Adam Levine, what is going on there? Huh. Released a song called Stereo Hearts. Best rap song ever. Best rap song. Um. <laughs> do, you, do you remember? Do you remember Jim Class Heroes? They were friends with Fallout Boy.
1: Yeah, I. I thought that they just evaporated into thin air after 2008. Yeah. Um, which seems like the last kind of gym class heroes year,
0: but hey, good on them for when, being relevant in 2012. When did Snakes on a Plane come out? Didn't that, that Travi McCoy from Gym Class Heroes have a verse on that song? Snakes on a Plane?
1: Whatever, oh, did he? Bring
0: it, whatever. Remember that? Cobra Starship. Yes. Oh, I think he did. I think you're right. Yeah. Man. That was earlier than this. That has that has to have been five years before this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Man, Cobra Starship. Cobra Starship.
1: Can I, can I I'm actually it's it's hilarious that you brought up Cobra Starship because you talked uh you saw you, you noted on our show notes here the Nicki Minaj song Starships, which you've already talked about. Mm-hmm. And um for some reason my dyslexic ass looked just glanced at this list, saw starships, and thought, holy fuck, are we talking about Cobra Starship? (laughs) We're not. But, man, would that have been a
0: fun time for me.
1: Yeah, that was,
0: uh, like, what? It was was a super group, right, that was formed for the purpose of making that song for that movie, but then became an actual band and, like, continued to have singles.
1: Dude, they, um, that one song, uh, Guilty Pleasure, I remember they were given like a certain amount. This is like rumor has it. I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I grew up with this knowledge that for guilty pleasure, which by the way, is a phenomenal song.
0: Are you? I'm sure you're familiar. Uh, I I probably heard it. I don't know off the top of my head, though. It's like, uh,
1: and I came here to make you dance tonight. I I don't care about my guilty pleasure for you. God, so good. Anyways. Uh, for that song, their record label gave them a certain amount of money. I think it was like $500,000 to film a music video for it. Yeah, Some some insane amount of money to film a music video for it. Um, and then they spent that money on a Ferrari and then filmed it with people that they knew for free. Hell yeah. <laughs> From what I hear, that's like a rumor that I've always heard about Cobra Starship. And I thought that's the most baller shit in the world.
0: <laughs> that's That's kind of awesome, actually. Hell yeah. Uh,
1: well, I'm glad I was able to force Cobra Starship into this conversation. Okay. But yes, let's go ahead and move on. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> the list. Snakes on a Plane was 2006, by the way. And uh, it did. It, the song featured members of The Academy Is, Gym Class Heroes, and The Sounds. And I've got to say, those first couple Sounds albums were rock gold. Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on. We got a couple more big singles here. Two Chains with Drake released no lie and kendrick lamar released swimming pools drank drank Oh whoop! but I, I look at I think, that I think that's the song. and i think about that and i'm like you drank swimming pools that's a lot it's a lot of chlorine there's a that's a lot of water and chlorine gross
1: <laughs> can i be honest i'm looking at this list i think i know three songs
0: <laughs> yeah i don't i don't I think i know three songs I recognize a few, but most of them I don't really know to be honest.
1: Okay, thank God. I I felt so bad not knowing this shit, but yeah, I it's I mean, 2012 I wasn't listening to this music. You know what no, I'm saying?
0: The same, same. I I was just no, I think uh in the past two or three episodes we've progressively gone from knowing most of the songs to going uh, we know these artists, mm-hmm. but we don't really know these right. songs. Uh, But I'm glad that they're still putting stuff out that other people like. It's interesting, though, because when I'm looking at these, this is very much focused on, you know, top 40 pop music where hip hop crosses over with it. I guess that's we're looking at the top singles, popular music. Um, But being a top 40 single became sort of dubious in that time frame because who was listening to the radio in 2012? MTV doesn't show videos. Nobody's listening to the radio. Like the only way you hear these songs is if you are seeking them out on, you know, Apple music or on Spotify or something at that point.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Radio was not a thing back then. Still isn't. But um, that is, yeah. I mean, we've kind of inadvertently talked about music through the, the, Very formative, changing years of radio to online to now we're going to, in our later releases, going to start getting into streaming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm And honestly, 2012, we're less than 10 years ago at this point. We are moving very much into a more modern era of, you know, the way it was then is pretty similar to the way it is now, at least the music listening environment. So.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: yeah. Speaking of 2012, uh, psychopathic dropped a few albums, uh, Twisted released Abominations, Cold 187um released The Only Solution, and uh, the Psychopathic Ciphers Collector's Disc EP came out, which was a various artist sort of thing. They did these very long, you know, eight, ten minute cyphers where they would bring together a whole bunch of MCs and all throw down verses. Uh, And of course, ICP released The Mighty Death Pop, and all of the associated albums which we've talked about before uh there this was actually four releases
1: honestly i'm interested i might go and listen to that psychopathic ciphers one
0: myself they do one um, i think every year they do they drop a new cipher and there was one really? not too long ago that was really interesting it had uh them and dj paul and um cage and it had several other like it had, the elephant, had no no like cage kennels cage <laughs> the rapper and it had ouija mac and it had um a few other and i can't remember but it was actually pretty good it's a pretty it's a pretty good track that might have been i uh, maybe might have been two or three years ago i don't know but it's it's man more i hope it
1: has i hope it has shrimp and grits on it
0: yeah there might be one that does for
1: all i know I'm, I'm going to look into that because I need me some shrimp and grits.
0: Do you want some fish and grits?
1: Oh, fish and grits. Fuck. <laughs> shrimp and grits is an actual thing. So is uh, fish and, and grits. Delicious.
0: Uh, I've never had fish
1: and grits, though. I've had shrimp and grits. Oh, okay. Um, have you? I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, you you don't eat fish. No. I've had, had grits, grits before. Grits are amazing. There's this place called Seasons 52 in Plano. Yeah. Very, very fancy restaurant that... Uh, I went to with with Emily's family one time, like a long time ago, and they had shrimp and grits on the menu. Good God, dude. Best shrimp. I mean, everybody else was ordering like fancy meals. I'm like, yeah, give me the fucking shrimp and grits. Uh, So fucking
0: good. Hell yeah. That just shows how dedicated you are to your favorite artist. It might not be fish and grits, but it is a seafood (laughs) which is close enough to fish.
1: Correct. It's the uh, chicken of the sea and grits. Another chicken of the sea reference today. I just pictured canned tuna and grits and that sounds bad. <laughs> that sounds awful. That yeah. sounds really bad. Gross. Um but hey, maybe it'll be good. Who knows? Uh yes, okay. Now that we are uh officially off track yet again uh because of me, how we I am going to put us back on track by asking you a very important question. Um, because we need to move on so that was that was all the popular music as well as the psychopathic music yeah yeah. of 2012 we know that this released on august 14th 2012 but Mm -hmm. there's some other facts that we need to get straight before we get on to track by track so let's go ahead and
0: talk what do you got for me there's there's actually a lot to know there's some interesting and probably um Pretty important things for us to acknowledge here. So this album came out and spent five weeks on Billboard. It peaked at number four. It's one of only three albums to debut in the top five on Billboard. I think the other two were uh, Bang Pow Boom and uh, Jekyll Brothers. This Mm -hmm. album was produced by Mikey Clark and Legs Diamond actually has a producer credit on this one. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with additional mixing and engineering by Brian Kuma, Joe Strange, and ICP. Weird news, something that I guess I didn't know and still don't know much about. This is the last ICP release to date that is produced by Mikey Clark. And oh, wow. I can't find out why they parted ways if it was something that just organically happened. Um, I see that he's listed as a producer on the House of Wax EP, which is the sideshow for this joker's card uh but it didn't release until 2014 it looks like though it may have been produced along with or right following the mighty death pop more on that whole thing below but i did see i saw an article from it said 2017 where they were interviewing mike clark about being a producer and he said oh i'm working on uh music for the new icp album but I don't see him credited on any future albums. So I'm not sure what the deal is there. I
1: don't know. Maybe there's just no backlog that the stuff he was working on in 2017 is going to get released in 2022. Who knows? Yeah, that's, hey, that's possible. Uh-huh. So, I mean, they, they crank out some fucking shit. I'll tell you that much. They,
0: they do crank it out, but they didn't release anything last year. Nothing yeah, proper is Strange. So I don't know. Uh, so when the mighty death pop released, there were three versions, each with a different colored cover. Red pop, white pop, and black pop. Now, the red pop one is clever. I get that reference. Uh, but there's no such thing as fago white pop, or black pop. That's kind of strange. Yeah. If they did exist, I would try it, though. I'm interested. But each version came with an additional full album. So the red pop version came with Smothered, Covered, and Chunked, which is a covers album. Uh, the white pop album... Came with Mikey Clark's Extra Pop Emporium, which is a whole album of uh, additional tracks that were not on the proper album, remixes and outtakes, which are unfinished tracks, but still seem to be kind of new tracks. And then Black Pop came with Freaky Tales, which we mentioned on the last episode is literally a 60 minute long single song not a bunch of songs mashed together on one track one 60 minute song of uh icp's ho flows that's what they call them
1: i i cannot wait to get to these three additional pieces of work
0: (laughs) and we will and we will so as some people may know uh, this is the second Joker's card in the second Joker's card deck. And according to Violent J, the mighty Death Pop teaches us to respect the life we've been given and do our best to avoid an early death. He also says this character is the most dangerous Joker's card to date. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means the character is dangerous, if the content on the disc is dangerous, or if that disc specifically has caused more injuries and in death than any of the other ones i don't know
1: yeah uh, who knows but uh i mean i i was i was apprehensive when i read that i was very apprehensive to listen so i didn't want him to curse me
0: Were you were you worried that it might be dangerous too dangerous for you oh absolutely i thought i thought we had to
1: stop i mean dead in our tracks with this podcast just, just be done case. this is too dangerous we can't go on Guys, I'm sorry. Uh, it was adv-
0: advised against by our doctors. It's true. It's true. I'm just. We're, that's not real. We're gonna do this. We're gonna finish it. We listen to the album, and and we're gonna finish this episode.
1: I'll be damned if I if I listen to this album. For no reason. What if I we just stopped right something here? Something about it.
0: <laughs> Episode like, ends. Sorry, guys. Anyways, guys,
1: uh hey, big old whoop whoop out there to you guys, <laughs> and uh, I'll catch you next week. Yeah.
0: Reality um, of it is, we didn't listen because we were scared, and we hope you don't either. That's it. So, this is really hard to find, but the character of the Mighty Death Pop has two faces the one you see on the album cover, and a second exploded like post-pop version i did find that one online but it it doesn't exist in a lot of places yeah weird it is it is weird i guess they announced it at one of the gatherings like oh there's two faces and i wonder if that was because initially they were planning to do two releases one with each face and instead they were like we're doing three discs and we only came up with two faces so we're not going to do the other two disc two face thing
1: right and just said let's just do this one
0: yeah yeah so it took them three years to record this album it's really a set of albums because there's so much content here Uh, so it, it makes sense that they supported them so much between 2012 and 2016 they released six music videos from the mighty death pop and two music videos from smothered covered and chunked that's eight singles ...from the Mighty Death Pop. That's a lot of singles from one album. Uh, In December of 2012, ICP announced that they would be releasing a Mighty Death Pop Sideshow EP called House of Wax in 2013. Uh, After some delays and changed plans, they opted to include the EP as a bonus disc in the first six boxed set, which ultimately released in November of 2014... Two years, more than two years after the Mighty Death Pop came out. Uh, but also, I guess I wasn't aware that they did a box set called the first six with the first six Joker's cards, I guess, to catch people up.
1: I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah.
0: Why not? Fuck it. Yeah. But like, it.
1: All, yeah, I mean, cat, catching people up would was ob- absolutely the, the right move, I think. Yeah. At this point in the game. Right. I wonder what's in that box set. It sounds like you and I need to, to track down a box set.
0: I think we do. Let's see. Here we go. Here's somebody selling one still sealed for a hundred bucks. That's not bad. Actually, yeah, that's not terrible. No. Uh, what is included in it? I'm looking at it right now. So, you've got Carnival of Carnage, Ringmaster, Riddle Box, Great Malenko, Jekyll Brothers, The Wraith Shangri La, The Wraith Hell's Pit, and the bonus CD House of Wax. Uh, The only way to get the physical CD is in that box set. Oh, okay. And it looks like it's straight up just the actual proper CDs, uh, basically as they were released, plus a certificate of authenticity signed by Violent J and Shaggy.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's actually kind of dope.
0: Yeah. So there you
1: go. Now we just learned. We did just learn. While you were looking at that, I, for some reason, had the thought to look up Insane Clown Posse on Etsy. Yeah. Um, and I'm finding some good stuff for us. I oh, think. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, including um, face masks that make your face look like you're painted
0: as well. shaggy or Violent J, well, which well, I well.
1: think is fucking sick.
0: Uh, I'm um, going to tell you, I almost bought something off their official web store the other day, they uh, they're doing this sort of—I don't know if they still are—they were doing a like a, a auction, like selling off back catalog stuff, and they had mm. um, Carnival Christmas original all four songs on seven-inch vinyl for ten bucks, and I was so tempted to buy it. Wow, I'm, I'm mad. You I didn't. should have. Yeah, I should Dude, have.
1: Dude, I I almost bought that um, fuck your rebel flag shirt. That they uh, did that limited release of last year. But also, I'm looking at a Carnival of Carnage era ICP hoodie, 1992. Oh, hell yeah. That uh, is being sold for $110. I'll
0: tell you what, man. I wish I still had it. Uh, I used to have an XL uh, Riddle Box hoodie with just the Riddle Box face on the front. Oh, man. Man. Yeah. It was dope. That would be cool to still have. I ordered it directly from them because that stuff didn't exist in stores, but in their CDs, they had like a little pamphlet where you could mail away. And so, like me and my friends that Mm, wanted to order stuff, we like placed an order, got that hoodie. Nice. Yeah.
1: Well, ICP merchandising inside, which (laughs) um, I, I I personally think you and I should find the most cringe. ICP fan art thing on Etsy (laughs) and then uh, purchase matching ones. Um, But we can talk about that off stream. Yeah, I think that'd be really funny. But okay, guys, there's our info for the Mighty Death Pop. It's time to get into our review. We're going to start off like we always start off and that is by reviewing. Okay, I'm going to start this over because I have to tell you, um, here's an ICP Pendant that's actually for 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 a necklace that's actually the um the psychopaths from outer space Hatchet Man oh, with the man. ray gun and that's fucking cool. You need uh, that? It's only fifteen bucks, dude. Shit, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh no. Okay, no, I'm I'm getting of this website. I'll, I'll look more later. I'll, I'm getting off of this website. Okay. <clears throat> um, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, here's, here's matching Jekyll Brothers pendants. Maybe we should buy one of those, and I'll send you one. Oh hell yeah! And we'll each have one, and we'll just we'll just have to buy our own chains to put them on. But okay, yes. okay, okay. Um, so that was our information for the Mighty Death Pop, which was released on August fourteenth, twenty twelve. I'm going to see how many times I can slip that information <laughs> in there. It's probably been about <laughs> six that I've said uh, so far. Um, the minds were wrong, by the way. We are still alive after twenty twelve. They fucked up. Anyways, let's get to our review, starting with our thoughts on the album cover. As always, Eric, take it away. What uh, what are you thinking about this? Well,
0: as a Joker's card, I got to say, to me, this is probably the worst Joker's card cover design. It's weird. Mm. Normally, there's a certain simplicity to the Joker's card covers. It's it's two colors, maybe three. Uh, This one has too many colors too much design and yet it's still simple. There's a difference between like uh, simplicity by design and uh, simplicity because you're not a good artist. And this one feels more like the latter than the former. Uh, just, you know, you got all these colors in there, white, purple, yellow, red, black. The design just it, it it lacks that clean simplicity that makes the other Joker's cards work so well to me. But that that's what I thought. What'd you think?
1: Yeah, uh- I like, I love the simplicity of Joker's cards albums. Yeah. It's one thing that I can always look forward to is the simplicity of the Joker's card albums. But no matter what version of this album that I look at, whether it be the box set uh, with all three colors or or whatever, I just, I don't think the character, I don't think the mighty death pop is a well-created Joker's card villain. I agree. I agree. Um, You're right. And it's, and it's, it's largely based off the color scheme. Yeah. Largely. I I completely agree with you with that. Um, Now, trust me, this looks incredible compared to some of the albums (laughs) we've seen recently. So I don't want you to think that this one looks terrible in our eyes, but I hold, and I think I do this with everything that we talk about when it comes to ICP that I hold Joker's card, proper stuff. In a higher regard than I do, sideshow EPs For sure, or compilation stuff, yeah. or you know, even like when we do the covered, the smother covered and chunked, yeah, or or Mikey Clark, like any of that, you know, I hold the Joker's cards proper in a higher regard, and that is probably why a you and I are going to be are harder on this album cover than we are on others. And B, why we're probably going to be a little bit harder on this album than we were with the past three or four releases because they weren't really Joker's card releases. Right, right.
0: right. I I think, you know, if you're going to get out your sillies or do something dumb or do something experimental, the place it goes is on those other releases. I fully agree that that we should hold the Joker's cards to uh, a higher standard.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, good, good. And and I knew you would agree with me. I'm glad that you do. Um, awesome. Well, hey, let's get into our proper review, track by track, of The Mighty Death Pop. We're going to start off with a classic, classic, classic intro.
0: What do you got? Well, after listening to Bang Pow Boom, the previous Joker's card, which I think did most things right and had an excellent intro that really set up the whole concept well this one i think does so less well there's what i'm going to call like an interlude or skit going into the traditional joker's card intro track you've got what sounds like somebody who is going to try to jump from the roof of a building or house to another roof and people telling him don't do it and he does it anyway and falls and dies and then We get a song that sort of tells us intro about what the the mighty death pop is. And from what I can understand, the message of the mighty death pop is not don't be racist, not don't be an abuser, not don't be a pedophile, not don't be a shitty person. It's respect your life and don't do dangerous things that might accidentally kill you. That's what I think it is. From what I could tell, on this song, the beat is fine. I didn't particularly find the track memorable uh, outside of that skit at the beginning. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I thought the skit was pretty memorable as well. I thought the production value of the skit was very good. Um, It felt like a classic Joker's card intro, but not done super well, right? I don't think the message... Yeah, I kind of got the same message, which I'm not like obviously don't do dumb dangerous shit and get yourself killed but i feel like that's like goes against icp's branding so harshly doesn't it it's a uh, that
0: like uh,
1: i don't want, i i you're i like why
0: why i was why thinking about it and the only way i could describe it to come up with it was reverse yolo it's uh It's not like you only live once, do crazy shit and don't worry about it. It's you only live once. Please be very careful with your life because you might accidentally die. Don't don't do things that might accidentally kill you. You only live once. You only live once. So uh, stand in the middle
1: of a padded room and don't move or breathe or do anything. Well, actually breathe because you need to live. Right. But don't do anything for your entire life.
0: Yeah, it's, because
1: it's the only one you have.
0: It's like, please be careful. That's what it. That's what it is. Please be safe. Don't don't take your this
1: entire. I mean, this uh, this should this album cover should have been like a caution wet floor sign. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. I feel like he should be holding a caution wet
0: floor sign. It's uh in it's, one of his hands. It's weird because I'm thinking about that and I'm like, that's a weird message. And then I realized that that we have a song where the, the the hook, the sort of gangs at the end are don't take it for granted. There's no second chances, which is more or less the same kind That's of message. True. But That's true. coming from a different perspective.
1: It's also coming from a band that doesn't that that hasn't had a long career of being the exact opposite of right. this message. Right. That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. Uh, so I think that that also plays into it. But yeah, I mean it was a it was a classic Joker's card intro. Yeah. Very forget it's not one of the better ones. It's not one of their noteworthy ones. The no. skit was okay. Yeah. The message of what the Mighty Death Pop is is sort of strange. And you <laughs> know weird. that'll be a theme. You know, that's not just intro specific, though. I mean, yeah, right. it was revealed in the intro, but that's going to be a theme yeah. uh, later as well. But And yeah. that's that type of skit
0: will come back a couple of times as well. Yes, yes, yeah. it will. Um, well, that was the intro. Yeah. So let's move on to track two. That was the intro. This is the song that's totally not another intro called The Mighty Death Pop. What'd you think? Uh, it is another
1: intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, it's <laughs> um So... I actually have a a little bit of an annotation on this one to read from Genius Genius.com. And when I say a little bit, it's kind of a paragraph, but Uh-oh. I'm gonna read it. The Mighty Death Pop is the first intro track to the album, which explains the meaning behind the death pop. It explains how in everyday life, when people are partying or having fun and doing stupid stunts, death is always around. And even in any innocent scenarios like this, even a little partying can lead to death, as quoted by violent Jane in an interview. Some people play games with their own mortality. They try and impress their friends by doing outrageous stunts and taking stupid chances with death. They gamble playing with your life certainly can be attractive because of all the attention, the pats on your back and everybody saying how brave and fucking crazy you are almost seductive in some ways. When you take big chances with your life, you're obviously not considering the very real possi- possibility of the death pop enough. It's all good and exciting until pop then the fun instantly dies. Shut off the sudden blackout. The death pop doesn't torture these reckless souls. He just suddenly pulls their plug out.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of what I got from yeah from that from the preview. Yeah. But um, also to me, that's the premise for a song, a single track. That's not an entire album.
1: That's not a Joker's card. Yeah. That's weird. I agree. I 100% agree. As far as the this song itself goes. There's some violently awful guitar in it <laughs> that I was not a fan of. The beat seemed very thin and then once the guitar hits in like you'd think that like that would fill it out, no, it just made it worse. The chorus was n- the chorus is not good musically. Like objectively, the chorus is not good, but god dang, if it is not fucking catchy as hell sometimes. I didn't like this song. <laughs> I I think and I think I continued to be baffled by the message uh, that was brought over from the intro.
0: I was not a fan of this song, though. What, what were your thoughts? Uh, you know, you mentioned the guitars on here, and it's when if you if you were to say, "Oh, it's an ICP song," and there's guitars on it, I would immediately picture this sort of rock and roll guitar thing. But that's not what we have going on here at all. Like, right. I agree. The beat is kind of lame, but the chorus has this like 70s rock disco guitar thing going on. And I was like, no, but it's also kind of interesting. And like you said, it's kind of catchy. Like, I don't like this song, but it it is a little bit interesting. I'll give them a little bit of credit for going. We're going to try something different. Or Mike Clark, I guess, gets that credit. I don't like the song, but different.
1: And that's going to be a theme throughout all the, the songs, yeah. honestly. Most all the songs is that it has a different vibe. Yeah. Um. Well, hey, that was the mighty death pop. Let's move on to track number three,
0: Night of the Chainsaw. Ooh. What do you got? Uh, as soon as this one began, I was pretty stoked on the beat. And I think the, the beat is cool throughout. Uh, this is the third song in this series. Uh, on Carnival of Carnage, we have Night of the Axe. On the mm-hmm. Wraith Hell's Pit, we have Night of the 44, and now Night of the Chainsaw. Uh, I think overall, it's a pretty sick track. The verses get a little scattered, and it's less of a story song than the first two in this series, but I thought it was still pretty cool. What'd you think?
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought the song was pretty good. Um, you know, I thought the, the chorus kind of sucked, but the flows were super good. The music was okay. I dug the the intro was pretty pretty dope. But uh, yeah, this song was was a step up from the mighty death pop, I think, and, yeah. and I liked that they were continuing this saga of night of the blank. I like the fact that they're continuing that because yeah. night of the Acts and night of the forty four were both also pretty solid solid tracks.
0: Agree, I agree. Yeah, this is this is cool that they are keeping up with it, but also that they didn't feel like we need to use the exact same music or follow the exact same formula. It's just sort of uh loosely conceptual, like, Oh, we're going to pick up and, and do another track of that type. I thought, thought, thought that was cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was done well.
0: I think they, they could have done it way worse. That's for sure. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of people, uh, doing worse things, the, the next <laughs> song is called Chris Benoit. Um, and before we even get into this one, <laughs> uh, ICP has uh, a big history in wrestling. They they both wrestled for, I believe, ECW, WCW, and WWE. And they have uh, JCW, which is their own wrestling. So wrestling has sort of always been part of their thing. But uh, are you familiar with the wrestler Chris Benoit? And I guess the, well, his uh, his really unfortunate ending
1: yeah his uh his double murder suicide
0: <laughs> yeah yeah he he like <laughs> yeah he killed his wife and then the next day killed his seven-year-old kid and then the next day hung himself
1: and then yeah killed himself yeah. um yeah very unfortunate very unfortunate um and actually levit legends will never die on genius.com kind of said something to this, uh, this song pertains to the uh, the album's overall concept, which teaches us to respect the life we've been given and do our best to avoid an early death. Um, and sometimes, by avoiding an early death, it means don't marry a WWE superstar, I guess. But
0: that's very true. Um,
1: you know, if guys, if there's anything for you to take, we usually always give you a little nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> if there's anything for you to take away from this episode is. Don't marry a WWE
0: superstar. No, don't do it. And if you do, please keep an eye out for any signs that he may be having uh, mental and emotional issues. And, and make sure he or she, because uh, there are WWE superstars uh, on both sides of that, uh, gets the help they need so that you don't wind up being killed someday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. As far I've,
1: as the song itself goes. Yeah. I thought the intro was pretty cool. Once, as soon as Violent J hit in with the first verse, though, I was like, no, this this is not good. This sucks. Um, the chorus sucked. The music was bad. I mean, I feel like I'm just a broken record at this point, but the beginning of this album was just not good. Mm. The beginning, like five, six songs of this album was just not good. Uh, maybe even more than that, we'll see as we keep going. But uh, I mean, I think there's some good stuff in here, right? Um, I like how uh, they use the word cuckoo in in a in a rap song. I yeah. think it might be the only instance of the word cuckoo being in a rap song, which I think is funny.
0: But no. yes, they uh, uh, in I'm in uh, Grave Diggers has a song called Trippin'. And uh, in it, one of the verses, I think, I think they say, "I'm cuckoo and murderous and just plain nuts, smoking sodium pentothal mm. cigarette butts." So there you go, two rap songs with well, the there's with two. okay,
1: two. Well, then you know what? This song sucks. That was the only <laughs> redeeming quality. No, um, I mean this song. It, it's for such a heavy subject matter about such a huge person in the public eye, especially to ICP fans, because ICP fans definitely liked WWE because Mm -hmm. ICP had huge roots within professional wrestling, right? Could have been better. (laughs) Song could have been better.
0: Yeah. I, you know what? I agree. Um, Maybe if I had listened closer and paid more attention, I'd understand why this song is called Chris Benoit. That wasn't abundantly obvious in in my listen-throughs. I think there are interesting things about this track, but it's just middling enough that each time I listened, I eventually forgot I was listening to it. Um, I got, you know, it just... There was nothing that stood out enough that made me go, yeah, that's a cool song. It was just nothing it was kind of forgettable
1: i i gotta be honest my mind wandered during this song same uh after like the first verse and in hook um every time i listened to it i i had to consciously pull myself back into this song yeah the whole chris benoit thing is is, his name is meant is said three times and i think that might be the gist of it
0: yeah maybe
1: as far as why why it's called Chris wall but um anyways let's let's move on to the next song okay next song we have track number five
0: called The Blasta well what do you got um the beat is fine there's some guitars but they're not super offensive problem is I thought this song was kind of long and boring I think it comes close to you know telling a story and having some some things to say uh socially but I don't know if it ever quite gets there. I struggled to find more things to say about this one. I didn't think it was a great song. What would you think?
1: Um, yeah, I think we might have missed our mark on this one. Um, I thought uh, you know, I thought the the intro was kind of dope on this one. I like how uh they he I mean he mentions like this one bully by first and last name um which i don't know if this was actually his bully's first and last name i hope so kurt green yeah. but i really hope that it is um i thought i thought it was pretty pretty funny that they did that he did that like i mean immediately i was maybe 13 they was hurtful and mean especially this one fucker kurt green was is the first three lines of the song right but for a second deck joker's card song i thought this was a pretty good song if that makes sense i thought it was a pretty good song uh the music was pretty good i think it was okay um i like that there's a a booger sugar reference at the end yeah i caught I that uh, too i thought that was kind of funny uh pretty, pretty they usually... with
0: sugar booger sugar on top whatever that means
1: yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean i think it's uh I've, I've never heard them reference cocaine like that before which is funny but uh Good times. No, I, yeah. I mean, I thought, I thought, uh, I thought the blast, uh, turned out to be now at this point, I thought during my first listen, like, Oh, okay. This, this could be my favorite song right now. It's not, you know, we'll get to better songs later
0: as we keep going, but not a bad song. Yeah, I, I would say not a bad song. Definitely not bad. It's not aggressively bad. It's just, it just is. That's how I thought yeah. yeah. All right. Alright, so uh, the next song is called Kickin' Kickin'. What'd you think of kickin' kickin'?
1: This was a terrible, terrible, terrible song.
0: <laughs> I think
1: everybody will agree with me on this. I don't think anybody thinks this is a good song. I wanna know what like critics like I wish there was a Rotten Tomatoes for specific songs. Because I need to know what critics thought of this song. I guess we're the critics, right? We—that's us. Maybe I'm about to know. Um, The hook is just so stupid. I mean, it's just a song about being a ninja. You know, after releasing, you know, you're 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 here releasing a like boxed set of like four hours worth of material. Leave three
0: minutes off. (laughs) That's all you got to do. Just leave three minutes off. Nobody's gonna miss this. You know, they uh they released another song about being a ninja and it was called Ninja and it said damn I wish I could be a ninja and it was on Tunnel of Love and it was a great fucking song. I remember that. Great song. It was song. a good fucking song. Yeah. Um this song is not. This is a boring song. Uh the beat is fine, I guess. Shaggy has some good flows, I suppose, but the song doesn't really work. Uh it, they didn't come up with a concept for a song. They came up with a premise and stopped there.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's all they did. Yeah. I I completely agree. Um it's and not good. they sh- they should have came up with the premise uh and then
0: stopped there before recording it. The thrown it I out. Think. Let's do something yeah. else thought just chuckled it off and said ha ha yeah huh yeah let's not do that uh there was also another skit at the end of this one i'm surprised it took six tracks to get another skit but we did get one uh this time it sounds like a guy in the army they're in a combat situation and he's like i'm going in and they're like no don't go just wait it's that's crazy you're gonna run and blow up on mines and he's like whatever you guys are losers i'm going and then he runs and he dies and you hear that same voice go
1: death pop uh yeah um that was a well-produced skit i i enjoyed that skit as well
0: yeah uh that's a weird one because i I suppose that is on the borderline between is that person being heroic or being stupid
1: right and i think i think it borders you know leans more towards being stupid because he didn't sort of do it to benefit anybody else i guess so you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a whole philosophical conversation, right? But um, yeah, that that skit is the only redeeming quality about that song. Let's give this song no more no more attention than it deserves, and it deserves none. So we've already overstayed our welcome there. But let's move on to track number seven, and that is a, a song called
0: Bazooka Joey. What do, you, what do you got? Well, number one, it's a song that I thought was going to be based on my favorite comic book. Bazooka Joe. Uh, you read it just one tiny page at a time, but it's not. It's it's about Shaggy literally and actually having a bazooka, a rocket launcher, and shooting people. Uh, I kind of like the beat, but the song gets kind of boring. The hook is weird and not really great. It's a, something about dancing. I don't know what that has to do with bazookas. Uh, this is a song that just <laughs> didn't work. It was so goofy for me. What did you think?
1: Yeah, the dancing came out of nowhere. I mean, it's and I'm dancing. He's dancing with a goddamn bazooka, bazooka, Joey. It's it's strange. I mean, I don't know where the dancing came from. Um, I thought the music was pretty good Uh, as far you know, the chorus, although it's stupid and doesn't have anything to do with having a bazooka or what the versus subject matter is, of course, was kind of catchy. The flows were pretty good, honestly. I'll be completely honest. If you turn your brain off and not critically think about what the fuck they're talking about and just listen to it, (laughs) it's actually a pretty decent song. Decent to the point where I wrote down, I can't tell if I like this song because it's good or because it's just what I'm used to from them now.
0: (laughs) Now, I see what you're saying though. I get that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that's a very, very fair criticism Yeah, Uh, of them.
0: (laughs) It's kind of catchy. It the beat's not that bad. The flows sound good, but the second you pay attention to it, you're like, "The fuck is going on here?"
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you pay attention to it, I mean, it's ruined.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's ruined for you. Exactly. So that okay, that's Bazooka Joey. Uh, Track eight is called "Shooting Stars," or it's really just one star that they're talking about shooting. What do you think about this song?
1: man, I don't know how they put this song out. If I'm being
0: completely honest, right. Uh, just legality wise. Right. Right. Uh, uh they're, they're talking about killing one star specifically. And they say his name. Y- yeah. Yeah. They, they try and kill
1: Chris. The the whole thing is that violent J goes to the Grammys and kills Chris Brown. Yes. Because of the whole Chris Brown and Rihanna thing. Yep. Um, so I, I thought that this was a ballsy fucking song. I mean, the music isn't great. The lyrics and flows were just OK. But subject matter alone made me enjoy this song. I got to be honest. I, you subject know what?
0: matter alone made me enjoy it. I felt the same. Like when I realized what the song was about, I'm listening. I'm like, wait a minute. He's he's it's not abnormal for them to say the name of a celebrity, but usually it's in a group. Oh, you know, they're speaking of they're throwing out a. No, this song is specifically, I, I looked at the lyrics, it's only about killing Chris Brown. And it's about killing him for being an abuser. And it's also making a statement about celebrity and the way that the industry and we treat celebrities. And I respect the song for the subject matter. The chorus at the end fucking sucks and helps to ruin the song. But at least it's a short oh, song.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh. It, it is a short song. I, I will say, I mean, they do mention other celebrities, but the, the mention is like, oh yeah, Lady Gaga was there. And, and then, oh, then I blew a cyanide dart into his throat. Right. Like, like, he stood like, up to clap yeah, for Lady Gaga. And that's here. when I killed him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's other people here. Bruno, Bruno Mars on stage, cameras, live TV. That bitch forgave him, but he's still got to die to me. Um right. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, yeah, this is and all, all that that's serving is just showing like we're at the Grammys. Uh, it's just because there's other artists here. Beef with Chris Brown, like just coming after him. I, I love it, though. I love I think it's I think it's like I said, and and like you agreed with subject matter alone made me enjoy this song. Yeah. And and we've seen songs from them in the past where subject matter alone has made me enjoy it. Right. So this is not, this is not super out of left field. Right. Um, But let's go ahead and move on to the next song, uh, which is a song that uh, can't wait to hear what your, your thoughts are on this one called juggalo
0: juice. Well, this is the the track that I have the fewest notes on and my notes just say, well, I really wanted this to be a cool track, but it's not. Those are my notes. Man, we are just on
1: opposite ends of the spectrum here. I thought the music was fantastic. I thought the flows and the lyrics hit. I thought that this was a this is a this is 100% a juggalo anthem, but this is the only juggalo anthem that I can 100% get behind. If I'm being completely honest, it's it's um, all about Fago. It's uh, it's an entire song about Fago to the point where towards the end they just the outro is them just shouting out different types of Fago, right? And it starts um, with
0: like an announcer voice saying the names of Fago, different flavors.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. It sounded kind of like a uh, commercial, but like yeah. not an actual real commercial, right? Yeah, uh, like I, it wasn't ripped from anywhere. It's something that they, you know. Yeah. did uh did on their own um I like uh Shaggy's first in verse two Shaggy's first line is two in each hand flake out and shake my nut bag tastes like fago grape uh, I mean come on <laughs> um it's cheap as hell and fuck I'm broke fuck three bucks for a cup of Coke like this is this is pretty fucking good the lyrics I, I i don't know i don't know why you hated it so much genuinely the lyrics were pretty decent i, I mean yeah it's the song about fucking fago and yeah this would have hit so much harder and been better on a on a forgotten freshness or something like that but i
0: liked it i liked it <laughs> uh i i actually love the concept going into it juggalo juice i'm like oh what are we dealing with and as soon as i heard that voice start saying the names of different types of fago i was like fuck yeah and then the song came in and i was like i don't care anymore <laughs> i i think
1: the song definitely was different i just didn't I think, think it, it might have just fun. been i
0: don't know different
1: just yeah i'm not gonna make you defend your decision yeah. right because i mean ultimately it is it is a a taste gut feeling type of thing yeah uh and this is just one of the one of the uh one of the very rare instances where you and I disagree, but yeah. I, I personally enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Hey, I, I, I like that they made this song. I just wish they had made a better song. That's that's all. That's my thoughts. All I feel I feel I feel I feel that. I feel yeah. that, I feel that. Uh, OK, let's move on to the next song. This one is called Hate Her to Death. What would you think? What, what an absolute fucking vibe
1: killer after Juggalo Juice. <laughs> oh my god i mean talk about whiplash like vibe whiplash is what i got from going from that upbeat fucking silly goofy juggalo anthem juggalo juice bago song to this like slow jam instantly like that yeah i didn't like that I don't think this song is particularly good. I think I probably would have liked it better if they would have reordered this album a little bit to put it away from such a violently upbeat and positive song. Right. Yeah. Outside of just the placement on the album alone, which I think knocks a lot of points off of this song. The music was just okay. The lyrics and flows were just okay. Ultimately, I think is it's a throwaway song, but it's even more of a throwaway song with where it's placed in the album, right? Because even the song after it is pretty, pretty upbeat.
0: Yeah, well, and I appreciate them changing things up. You can't have all upbeat songs, right? Um, oh yeah. And generally, this is a type of track that you know really resonates with me i like these darker tracks that they do um i i actually when this one started i was like all right this is kind of a cool beat i'm kind of looking liking this but The flows came in, and they're not only spoken so low they're hardly audible, they're also intentionally low in the mix, which is something we've seen before. Mike Clark has done this on these darker, more emotional tracks. We've talked about it. It kind of makes you go, let me listen a little harder to hear what they're going to say, and it pulls you in. In this song, though, which doesn't really seem to have much to say, it's not telling the same kind of story that a song like Prom Queen does. It just aids in making this already nearly five minute song feels super long and boring oh yeah oh yeah so Um, i didn't like
1: it also uh, i'm seeing here this is one of the songs that has a music video oh good perfect yes yeah um it actually kind of looks from the from the uh thumbnail it looks like a pretty pretty interesting video but i digress um awesome well hate her to death hated that song to death Hmm.
0: No, I didn't. It was
1: just okay, but...
0: Uh... Yeah, same. Hey, it's Eric hopping in here real quick, just to throw in a quick note about this song. Aaron and I both watched this video after we recorded this episode, and we both loved the video and thought that it made the song better, so this is actually pretty sick. Go watch the video.
1: Let's move on to the next one, which is a
0: song called Scream. Spelled, spelled with two e's, no a. Three. E's. and a, and a k. Yeah, okay, it's s k r e e e m with an exclamation yes. point. Uh, so this one is featuring Hobson and Tech Nine, and having heard both of these artists before. I actually was kind of stoked. I was like, all right, sweet. This is going to be a really dark, heavy, intense, probably uncomfortable song because they they both are going to throw down some some really violent lyrics or something. And then instead, we get this like goofy, fast beat. The hook is kind of trash. The features, I thought, were completely wasted on this song. Both of them, their flows were good, but they didn't stand out to me at all in this song. Like this song did nothing to showcase these two artists. What'd you think?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, so, so I think maybe it was just coming off of that such, you know, such a slow song. I thought this song was, was pretty dope. I think that, that, um, I think that Hobson and tech nine definitely weren't utilized. I don't know if it wasn't that they weren't utilized to their full potential, or maybe it was that they didn't bring their full potential. Um, I definitely think the features could have been better. Uh, overall, I thought the song was pretty okay. I thought the the beat was actually pretty uh, pretty dope. Um, I don't know. I kind of I liked Tech Nine's feature. I gotta say.
0: See, I have no issue with either of the features, but I do wish that they. I think they would have been better served. Okay, here's a song that's got a concept. We're telling a story, and let these two extremely skilled lyricists craft a story and tell you something instead of making a song about nothing. That's my that thought. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes
1: absolute sense. I think uh, I think he could be could be onto something there.
0: Bad song? No. Good song? No. That's how I thought.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it was it was there. Right, and then there's a skit at the end, yeah. uh, which that that out that um like long chorus outro. I mean, I could have used less of that, but uh, after that, there's a skit at the end about Todd, uh, guy number one, girl, and guy number two. Uh, just kind of, it seems like they're at they're at a party, and uh, Todd is is taking a fat rip. Yeah. He's smurfing. If you Yeah, if you uh to, to quote them directly, until his heartbeat just races, 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 and uh Death Pop. Yeah. And then yeah. uh one of the guys, what was that? And then another
0: guy said, Is he dead? Awesome. Yeah. Fat uh, fat rip <laughs> fat rip means he farted, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh I guess it I guess it's somebody dying from s- s- taking too big of a hit of smoking weed. I that's all I could gather. I don't know.
1: Um yeah, I guess I don't know what they were smoking i've gotta i've gotta think it's it's not weed i would, that's you, you not gonna kill you I overdose
0: on weed yeah but he's also um, turning I'm, blue and he's smurfing is it because he was holding his breath for too long
1: or is it because he was doing reenacting the scene from the big fat liar or maybe oh gosh where he was swimming
0: in that pool yeah maybe 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 they were smoking meth i don't know
1: that could be it. I mean, they, they said uh, one of the lines is, all right, it's ready. This shit will floor a fucking elephant. So clearly, whatever it is, it's fucking strong. Yeah,
0: yeah, probably pretty strong because elephants, I they're large. I don't know if you've noticed that.
1: You, you know, I have noticed. Yeah, elephants are actually pretty decently yeah. big creatures. Yeah. And
0: interesting, interesting fact. Uh, they are notorious hard partiers and they can hold their, their liquor and drugs really well correct
1: but other fact that even though they do all these drugs and liquor and, and all this they never forget nothing they never black out they never they forget they never black out they no. never forget it's amazing
0: yeah elephants
1: Hardiers of the serengeti
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> let's move on to the next song which is called ghetto rainbows
1: Yes, let's please move on to Ghetto Rainbows. This is what I've been waiting for. This song, pretty fucking good. First of <laughs> all, we got Legs Diamond on it. What, what what could you hate about having Legs Diamond on a song? Not much. Exactly. I think uh, I, I wrote down four things that are just kind of my instant thoughts when I was listening to this song for the very first time. One is, ooh, this is a vibe to start out with two is yeah i dig the shit out of this song three is this album just got so much better and four is super dope chorus um i i I enjoyed the music i enjoyed the lyrics i enjoyed the flows i am so happy to hear legs diamond again i can't even tell you how happy i am to hear legs diamond on
0: this track guess what yes i do not like this oh no (laughs) uh I thought the beat was interesting at first, but not for four minutes. Uh, like, if it was a short bridge in a song or something, I'd be like, oh, that, that's cool. Uh, flows are fine. I, I guess I get what they're saying, you know? You see Rainbows and its contrast to the shittiness of the ghetto. I thought I thought the chorus was pretty whack. Uh, I This was not a song I would ever go back and listen to again. Man.
1: I mean, the content,
0: though, is pretty good, right? Uh, I like, think it's like, okay. Subject matter. Yeah. I it's thought it was decent. okay. I feel like they had a concept that I'm not, I'm not sure if it hit the way they wanted it to, but I get where they were going.
1: Yeah. I mean, it may, maybe it could have hit better maybe, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot heavily. Yeah. Well, Hey, time to move on to track number 13, which is a song called when I'm clowning.
0: Yeah, man, this is a weird beat because the music sounds like it's coming from an old arcade game in the 80s, but like not in a good way. Uh, right. I I thought this was a this track was was kind of whack. I know they've got a video out for this, and I think the video has some special feature like uh, Danny Brown's on that version and stuff. Uh, this this album version, it didn't do a lot for me. It's it's another song that's not about much. What did you think? All right, I have
1: a massive, massive complaint about this song. Okay. And it is something that Shaggy2Dope says, Shaggy, listen up. And you listen fucking good, motherfucker. Don't you ever threaten to knock off a Chili's. (laughs) Okay? Don't you ever fucking... You keep that the name of my favorite fast, casual Tex-Mex chain out of your fucking mouth, you piece of shit. Don't you ever talk about Chili's that way again unless you are giving it
0: the highest praise. You're lucky, friend, because I thought for a second you were going to say my favorite restaurant. And I was like, Costco is about to fucking swat your house.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. So, so, Chili's is like, if there's just like, I want, I mean, then obviously this pre COVID times, right? Um, it was like, okay, I want to eat food. I don't have a specific genre of food in mind and I want to sit down while I eat. It's Chili's 10 times out of 10 for me. Wow. It's just like the, the easy convenient, you know that there's not really going to be a weight. You know that there's not going to be any sort of difficulty. You know exactly what you're, you're getting when you eat. It's just so, so incredibly easy to go to a Chili's and then on the border, is also that way for me but if i'm just specifically craving mexican food (laughs) well now we know now you know but when it comes to the actual song though uh this song sucks yeah. Um, my first note was what the fuck is with these whimsical goose noises that <laughs> yeah, was that's,
0: uh that's what i was in the talking about an
1: intro yeah 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 that's, and that's exactly that's why i started laughing when you started talking so that's exactly what you were talking about like, what the fuck was that i mean obviously it was meant to be like clown horns i guess right but it just sounded like a fucking dying <laughs> goose that also had a sense of humor um which i think was just absolutely bizarre. They should have just um, named this
0: track Untitled Goose Song.
1: Oh my god, I, I it would have been popular, I think. I think it would have been popular if this song was named Untitled Goose Song. Also, if they would have taken out the line about Chili's.
0: Yeah, fuck that.
1: Um, actually fun fact, the last time I went to a Chili's was with uh our good buddy Andy who oh, yeah. our view uh, our listeners will know from our Christmas episode. Yes. Um, yeah, went to Chili's with him. Uh, like four months ago, I think. <laughs> nice. Anyways, when I'm clowning certified poopy, <laughs> certified poopy, you heard it here first folks.
0: All right. Well, okay. The next song, this is an interesting well one. This was called dog catchers. Uh, t- tell us your thoughts on dog catchers.
1: Yeah. So this is an entire song that just rips dog. The bounty hunter. Uh, rest in peace his wife Uh, a new one Um, I don't get why it's a thing I don't get why it would fit on an album that's supposed to be themed the way this one is themed the only real like and correct me if I'm wrong please but the only real reference to the death pop on this one is that they will give um, introduce him to the death pop. Fuck your damn lecture. I'm a dog. Ca- I'm the dog catcher. Come to the D. I'll bet you leave on a stretcher. Um, there's also a reference on on dog the bigot bitch found dead on Eight Mile. Um, which made me remember that obviously they know what you know. They know the area Eight Mile because they grew up with Eminem. Um, well, I mean, but
0: have have you been to Detroit before? No, fuck no. okay so coming out of the city um the roads are named by miles so you you know you've got you know five mile and eight mile and 16 mile and Mm. as you go out uh so (laughs) funny enough uh i was driving through detroit and it was right after the movie eight mile came out and i was like Yo, I'm going to stop here and take a picture uh, at eight mile. And I got off the exit from the highway and I was sitting at the light and right at the light off the exit, no joke, straight up drug deal takes place right in front of my car. And I was like, I'm just going to get back on the highway and just keep going.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to hop right yep. back on. <laughs> I,
0: just kept, I was like, fuck that.
1: I do not blame you. Yeah. Um yeah, I probably would have done the exact same thing in your scenario. Yeah. Um, after first calling the cops on that drug deal. Yeah. Um, oh
0: yeah, yeah. Of course, I as, as
1: a as a good citizen of the United States of America. Um, <laughs> yeah, this song sucks. What, what, what is your? I mean, okay, the beat and flows they mesh well. I just I don't understand why this song exists.
0: What are you? What are you thinking? equally as baffled. I will say this to me, this might be the most interesting beat on this album. Uh, it's cool. It is a cool hmm, sort of yeah. like big, big band sample in the horns and stuff. It's kind of cool. But as I'm listening to the song, I'm like, the fuck are, are, they talking about dog, the bounty hunter? And I had to look it up and they, they are, I was, yeah. I, I'm like, <laughs> you went after Chris Brown and dog, the bounty hunter. That's where we are right now. Like, what is going on?
1: Also, I don't think Dog the Bounty Hunter was, like, relevant at all in 2012.
0: On May 21st, 2012, A&E canceled Dog the Bounty Hunter after eight seasons. The series began airing in syndication one year later. Apparently, he, uh, this is... He's a racist. There's all this stuff about him being a racist. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's what they're coming at. The only positive thing I can say outside of the beat is at least they've got some fire on this one. They seem legitimately pissed. And I don't know if they crossed paths with him or what. But then the song just suddenly ends. No, No hook. No additional verses. This song isn't even two minutes long.
1: No. And honestly, I would be so much harder on this song if it was longer than two minutes, I think maybe um, it's just weird i also like that they they say that he has a thundercat hairstyle <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh,
0: that's true
1: yeah no this this song is i mean it's baffling that you're right they do have fire and it's nice to hear them having fire also um can we talk about least surprising thing in the world finding out that dog the bounty hunter is actually racist shocker there um, Uh, yeah color me surprised right Uh, (laughs) um yeah okay so that's dog catchers let's go ahead and move on to the next song uh which
0: is a song called daisies this was uh this is just a boring song (laughs) there's like lame twangy guitars on the chorus i can't even make out what they're saying on the hook the vocals are almost inaudible like this song to me was a big miss just totally whack what'd you think
1: Yeah, I uh, so I actually went in another direction when I saw the name of this song, uh, and I thought of other flowers, and then I thought of that song. um, No, you like to think that your shit don't stink, but baby, come a little closer, and roses really smell like poo. I don't know why it was just that that song stuck in my head all day. Oh, okay. Um, because because of listening to this song again. Um, has nothing to do with ICP or this song, but uh and no you do thank y'all, shit don't stink. Um, but roses really do smell like poo. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the music is okay. Lyrics and flows suck. This song was fucking forgettable. Totally, totally forgettable. And and, and I hate to say that because it makes me sound like I'm just a lazy fuck. You know, seventeen songs
0: in, but or fifteen songs in, but man, this song is fucking forgettable dude i i agree how are you gonna put a song this late on the album that is this middling
1: dude if if you i we've talked about this so more so many times if you have an album that's like more than 10 songs 11 through question mark better be fucking fire agree i don't know fuck it let's
0: move on to the next one let's move on the next song is called where's god and to answer that we have aaron aaron tell us
1: yes so i'm glad that i came first um with this song because i am now going to go on a 45 minute religious <laughs> please, sermon
0: please do not for,
1: for everybody, <laughs> i don't even think i could speak on religion for 45 minutes if i gave it a genuine effort <laughs> Uh, I don't think I could speak on it for five minutes if I gave it a genuine effort. Yeah, where is God? Not in this song. I'll tell you that much. Because uh, I feel like if if God had a hand in this song, he would he would up the uh, the the value of it a little bit. The entertainment value. The song was uh, I had pretty nice flows. I guess chorus was was pretty catchy. Overall, it was a pretty good song, but. I don't want to listen to a pretty good song, 16 songs into a song. I want to listen to a great song, 16 songs into a yeah, into an album, right? Um, um, I don't
0: have much on this song. So I have a couple of thoughts. Again, I've said this so much, and I probably shouldn't keep saying it. I thought this song was pretty boring. The beat was lame, um, but... I will say that this song has some heart, and I think that asking where's God when the shit goes down is a great question to ask with all the fucked up shit going on in the world. However, it sounds really lame and dumb for that to literally be the chorus repeated over and over, to be singing where's God when the shit goes down. Just it. It's the right question, but almost too literal (laughs) in the song, and it just kind of came off as cheesy. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And then at the end of this, we have the final skit, which is weird because it's been 10 tracks since we've had a skit. And it's, uh, again, the only skits on this, there's three. That one at the beginning, one after track six, and this one. uh, And I fully expected this to be when the other people who died in the previous skits to make their way to the Dark Carnival or something to happen. But instead, it's just a super short Ringmaster voice saying some dumb shit about... You've made it to the death pup or something.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think the skits, although produced well and made well, I I don't think that they are. They were fully thought out, you know, writing wise, right? Yeah, as far as, you know, conceptually for this album. But hey, that is that. Let's move on to the, the very last song that we're reviewing. Now, guys, there is a track 18 called Outtakes. Um, it's a five minute and 15 second track, uh, featuring DJ clay, but it is not on Spotify. I didn't go searching for it because same Eric, you had it crossed out on your show notes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you didn't either. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm glad I didn't misinterpret that. So, um, last song that we're reviewing and that is track number 17, a song called
0: forever. Uh, I think the beat on this one is fine. There's whistling over the beat, like a person whistling, which, uh, I, I, the sound of a person whistling is kind of strange, especially in a song to me. Uh, But I don't know. I think the beat gets a little bit boring after a few minutes. The song basically restates the concept of the album, the whole reverse YOLO thing we talked about. Um, You know, be extra careful, be safe, do your homework, eat your vegetables, uh, don't masturbate, um, listen to your parents, you know, all that stuff. Uh, It's... I want to say it's got some heart, but for me, this one just doesn't quite land because the concept still just feels off to me. But what'd you think?
1: The concept feels off. And that's why it was very, this song is, it was a little, it hits less. Right. Yeah. But I think again, this is one of the songs that if you just kind of turn your fucking brain off and listen to it, it's actually pretty fucking good. It sounds okay. Um, yeah, I think the music was sick. The lyrics and flows meshed well with it. Although the content is a little confusing as it has been this entire Joker's card, I think it was a pretty good song. Uh, I, I I was happy for this to be the end of the album and not because it means I was done listening to the album, but because this was a decent ending track, right?
0: Yeah. They've
1: they've had some real shitters when it comes to ending tracks, um, and and maybe since I mean maybe it's unfair to say since outtakes is technically the
0: end, but
1: and I wonder what I would have have thought like if
0: outtakes was still there. But I actually appreciated the fact that this was a, a proper ending track. The song ran a standard song length and it ended, and the album was over, and I was like, good. There's not anything extra at the end. uh, I thought that was cool. Uh, Now, obviously, on the original CD, there was, but I I agree with that.
1: Cool, 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 cool. Glad that we are in agreement. Well, if that ain't our thoughts track by track, which it is. So now it's time to talk about our overall
0: thoughts. What do you got for me? Well, uh, to me, this is a boring album from start to finish. There's a couple of points where they almost seem you know interesting as you go through the track list but i think this is it's missing the the pointed social statements the personal lyrics the humor the anger that have made past joker's cards so effective uh some of the beats are okay but they across the board felt just bland enough that none of them were super memorable except for that goose one because i remember the (laughs) goose stuff uh the hooks on most of the songs are either weak or non-existent, or they don't feel like they fit with the song, which is kind of a disservice to the beats. Maybe if if they had been handled better, the beats would have made more sense. I don't know. Skits in general, there was really two proper skits, if you don't count the one at the beginning, but we will. Um they felt like an afterthought. They don't support the album. They don't add comedy. They don't come together in the end to make a statement. And there's too few of them for it to really feel like this is an ongoing theme. Uh, We talked about this, that the concept overall felt off brand and kind of weak. And I, I didn't, I can't say I hate this album, but it's by far the most bored I've been listening to any of their releases since we started this podcast. Uh, And i I have an issue also with the fact that the last joker's card was called bang pow boom and this one's called pop like are they is this a theme are they all gonna be like explosion noises i don't know um i think out of the eight joker's cards this one is the worst one in every respect top to bottom and uh i'm not looking forward to doing three more mighty death pop albums in the next two episodes but we're gonna do it because this is science but what did you think
1: You know, I I think I I have to agree with you. This is the most bored I have been listening to an ICP, you know, piece of work since we started the podcast. And and, and that's fucking sucks because, I mean, Joker's cards have high expectations. Yeah, we're talking about it before we started talking about this album. Joker's cards have high expectations. Yeah, I think that there are some pretty good songs here. Um, including Juggalo Juice and Ghetto Rainbows that I thought, you know, that I enjoyed, but God put them on a fucking Forgotten Freshness. That's where those types of songs should live. But I liked the music and it was goofy and it didn't, it was kind of outside of the, the subject matter of the Joker's card. Because you're right, the Joker's card... I mean, this subject just is a big old swing and a miss with them, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll be curious on these next three albums we're going to review that all released alongside Mighty Death Pop to see if there are other tracks that we really like. Like, hey, this was great. Why didn't this go on the proper album? Uh, So that'll be kind of interesting.
1: But (laughs) now it's time to do something difficult. Uh, I think this might be the most difficult, not because everything was shit on this album, but because you and I have had some disagreements on this album. Yeah. We're talking about personal favorite tracks.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, what were you kind of thinking on that? So this was actually the easiest time I've ever had picking a favorite track from an album. Okay. Cause there's only one that I liked, but uh, I, I, I want to see if you know which one it was based on, our conversation so far i can pick i think almost definitively i can pick yours
1: yeah i didn't um although i don't know because i have others that i was like because i i went into ghetto rainbows and juggalo juice saying which i think are the two that you were probably going to pick for me yeah um saying i know for a fact eric is is not going to like these as much as he might think they're okay at best. He's not going to like these as much as I will. I need to have some other ones lined up. Um So I have two more outside of this one lined up. Oh,
0: well, do you know, do you know which from our conversation, do you know which one I'm going to pick?
1: God, I'm trying to think. I mean, it might be knight of the chainsaw. It is that, that that's my pick. Fuck yes. Yeah. Okay. And I'm cool with that. Knight of the chainsaw Um was, was, was decent. So, real it, so so if we went with like my absolute fucking favorite right um i would definitely go definitely go juggalo juice um i think i liked it better than ghetto rainbows but yeah. if we're going to go what actually fits more as you know with their vibe at this time and what this joker's card means and was um I was actually gonna go for for the Blasta. Honestly,
0: weird. Uh, it's up um, to you. I'm you, you've got to put your favorite one on. If you put Juggalo Juice, I mean, what's more? Is there is there a more thematically ICP song than that? I don't think so.
1: I guess that's true. I guess it'd be a disservice not to put it, especially if I liked it so much. Yeah. We gotta go Juggalo Juice. Do baby. it. All right, let's let's add these bad boys up. Let's see, we gotta take Knight of the Chainsaw. Fantastic, um, fantastic choice, by the way. It Thanks. it was definitely one that I still enjoyed. Yeah. So good. I I yeah, like I said, I am not mad at all about that one being on there. Uh, and then Juggalo Juice. We are adding as we speak, we are looking at a playlist here. That is 66 songs. Woo! Execute order 66. Oh, man. Um, I've been watching a lot of, for. Uh, <laughs> I, I just finished uh, Star Wars Clone Wars, and I'm currently working through Rebels right now on Disney Plus. That's oh, I said that. Um, 45, four hours and
0: 53 minutes, it looks like. Four hours, 53 minutes. Wow. Do you think next week we will get past our five hours
1: i i think we probably will yeah, yeah i think we probably will hell yeah um although i don't know seven minutes between two songs that's a tall order it
0: could happen it
1: may happen it, it's hey i mean they've released one song that's you know an hour right, right? that's true uh we're not gonna pick we that still, we're you know that yeah by the way guys don't worry that is not fucking going i no. don't care how good it is that is not fucking going on this playlist yeah It could be the best song in the world, but I'm not going to like, decimate this playlist by putting one song that is an hour long. All right. Well, hey, those are our personal favorite tracks. Let's talk about our Fago scores. I will go first with Music and Beats 2. So I think they had some interesting stuff in there that that we haven't heard from them before. Some risky stuff that some of it paid off. Some of it, goose sounds, uh, did not pay off. (laughs) But
0: overall, I think it was a kind of a flop, right? Yeah, I, I went with 2.5 because I, I didn't think there was any beats that I was like, ah, this is terrible. But there was almost all of it was just very middle of the road, very bland stuff that just again, I don't know if they just didn't do much with the beats that they had or if the beats were kind of boring. This one just didn't work for me.
1: Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, lyrics and flows. I actually went with a two and a half on this one. I think it was, you know, definitely a little bit better than what the actual music was. I think they had some clever stuff here and there. You can definitely hear their anger on a couple of the songs, uh, specifically the songs that mention celebrities by name and uh, and mention their early teenage years bullies by name but overall i can't give it more than a middle of the road because this was just a weird concept that wasn't fully fleshed out yeah and never quite got there
0: right I, I agree. I, I went with a two on this one because I felt like it was uh, a little below the bare minimum to to hit the middle for me. Uh, and it worried me because I'm like, have they have they run out of things to say? Are they are they giving up? I don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I don't blame you for that one. Skits and interludes. I went with a two and a half. I went straight middle of the road. And it's because I think they were produced well. I think they were they were acted well as far as the and, and i'm counting like the announced radio announcer that did all like the flag, fago flavors and all that like like that is te- that is technically like a mini skit right but f- as far as like the the proper skits go um man i could have used two
0: more three more uh, you know i think so too i just uh they were they were fine production was fine it was just mostly people talking i didn't think they were written well i didn't think the message came through i they felt slapped on i went with a one i thought they were awful well hey i don't i
1: mean i i understand how you got to a one yeah i i truly do i truly do yeah. vibe at the time of release i went with a two uh i mean like they're they're in their own world they have been for years but i don't think this really
0: hit the vibe either way I didn't know how to score this one vibe at the time of release. Uh, Obviously, I wasn't listening to hip hop music or uh, that's not true. I was. I just, I guess, wasn't listening to much mainstream hip hop music, which is not a great way to uh, sort of set the scene for ICP because they're not mainstream hip hop or rap. Um, But I don't know if this if this made sense, along with the tone of what was going on or not i guess i'm gonna give it a 2.5 okay yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I mean guess. it's every week it's getting harder and harder to score that category yeah yeah I, that <laughs> um, one's tough and it's because it's because a every week we stray further and further to what music i was listening to that year yeah uh right and then every year you know every week icp st- strays further and further from
0: yeah what the mainstream is, but I mean, com- um, compared to the, the hip hop I was listening to and the rap that I was listening to at the time, this is not this. Is, it's definitely this is actually closer to the mainstream rap stuff, I think, than what I was listening to. Um, but that, I, either way, it's it's weird. The vibe at time of release, I think. Vibes only with juggalos at that point. Uh, I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't know who this was for, uh just for them, I guess. But that brings us to an overall score of two juggalo juices. Well,
1: hey, uh I hope that they are Fago grape, because that's what uh Shaggy's nuts taste like. Um because that is that is what this album deserves, I think, is to
0: taste like Shaggy's nuts.
1: Um Fago Grape's good, good job It's
0: good. <laughs> yeah, Fago Grape is if your I'm nuts not, tasted not lie, like dude. Fago grape, how amazing would that be?
1: Man, I mean I'm talking about like you're thirsty. Man, oh dude, Texas in the summertime <laughs> i mean i'd have free free uh <laughs> like free just 44 i mean i would keep a 44 ounce cup under my uh <laughs> under my uh my legs bet- betwixt my legs at all times disgusting uh <laughs> very gross uh two two juggalo juices you deserve it uh well guys hey that was our review of the mighty death pop Next week, we're going to be reviewing 2012's hash browns with onions, cheese, and chunks of ham. And that is Smothered, <laughs> Covered, and Chunks, uh, which is their covers album that was uh, simultaneously released that uh, with this one. Yeah, if I have time in the morning, I'm going to go to uh, Waffle House and get... Some smothered, covered in chunked hash browns. I can't promise that I will have time, though. Uh,
0: there you go. I, that, I think it would be the perfect accompaniment uh, for that album. And even though I was not a fan of this one uh, of the mighty death pop, I'm still very curious about listening to next week's record. I think I I, I think it should probably be pretty good, pretty fun to listen to, and I'm really curious about. Uh, what they're going to choose to cover. I, I looked at a few of the tracks and uh, interesting. They they went with some interesting picks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, honestly, I'm pretty stoked on it. Sick. Well, guys until then, first of all, Eric, where can you find us?
0: You can find us on Twitter at I-C-U-P-W-W-E, or you can email us, I-C-U-P-W-W-E at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, You spend all this time hearing from us. It's time for us to hear from you. Absolutely.
1: if, If somebody wants to get in touch with you specifically, they say, listen, that Eric guy, love him to death. That Aaron guy? Take him or leave him. I don't want him to be part of this conversation that I'm about to, to engage uh with Eric. Um where can they find you?
0: Shoot me a text, four one two S six There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh, love it. Um, you can find me on Twitter at nuclear is lonely. You can also check out my website, ericconway.com, and it's spelled Eric with a K, not with a C, nerds. How about you? Where can we find you? At uh <laughs> Sorry, I was distracting distracting so 'cause I was
1: frantically looking up your number to see if you actually said your real number on uh I did. You did though. Yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> laughing so hard. Is so that you did? Uh, oh man, just leave it in, but bleep it out. <laughs> I think is what the uh, uh, the vibe is. But uh, you can find m- all of my stuff at LocklearComedy.com. Uh, go ahead and put a uh, the acronym for World Wide Web in front of that www <laughs> uh, dot uh, you-, you can also find me on Twitch Twitch.tv/slash GristleMedia streaming uh five days a week with a sixth and seventh sprinkled in if i have time uh we play a lot of different games on there play a lot of community games uh, a lot of my community also listen to this podcast so you should oh be i mean you'll be right there with us you know right there in in the zeitgeist. Hey, I, if I just, you, I want to give a hang. shout
0: out to your community, to your to your streaming crew, uh, and just thank everyone for spending time. I know they're here for you, but they're also subjected to my bullshit, and so I appreciate their time, and and I think they're all cool people.
1: Oh, I, Eric, I think they like you better than me when it comes to this podcast. If oh, I'm being honest, no, um, I'm sure they do. Uh, I I'm the lovable villain of my own. um (laughs) but uh but uh yeah no um big shout out to them i I love the fact that so many people um that have found me on twitch have also been interested in icp and i can't wait for uh for even more people to be interested in icp listen icp is
0: taking over the world you i think it's an undeniable fact icp is interesting like them hate them doesn't matter This has been a fascinating journey, and they are a very interesting pair of individuals, musically and as people. You can't deny it.
1: Absolutely. I I 100% agree, and I think looking past the stigma that is around them, you'll realize that that they're actually fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's true. Even, okay, I shit on this album a lot, right? Their catalog has... I, the, the, the the peaks are greater than the valleys. I'm just going to put it that way.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, well, hey, until next time, I want each and every one of you out there to avoid the mighty death pop at all costs. Please, please. Uh, the album and the actual... <laughs> like don't die don't die before next week is what i'm trying to say don't die before next week um but also you don't like don't feel like you have to listen to this album because you've heard what our thoughts are yeah guys thank you so much uh i appreciate every single one of you uh that that listen and i know eric does too Mm -hmm. for eric i'm aaron big old whoop out there for every single one of you people out there listening and i'll catch you next week I just lost my complete train of thought. Good, I was hoping you would.
0: <laughs> that was that was a I Canes will, reference. Did you ever go through the drive-through at Canes?
1: Okay, I have. Um, I I'm surprised that you have.
0: If uh, I'm being honest. I've never gotten anything from there, but I've been in the car with people that have gone through, and every time they have oh, a funny okay. like, "Hey, what's kicking? Who wants chicken?" You know, they always have like a funny rhyme to say.
1: Yeah. Um. I I so I actually have a quick funny story about Raising Canes. Oh boy! Um, like two months ago, I went through the drive-through at Raising Canes, and uh, I order my food. I pull up to the first window to pay, and uh, I I take out take out my card, and like go to hand it to this uh this this girl who I mean it's probably like a high school aged girl you know obviously working fast food is one of her first jobs. And she said she was like oh you're fine and I was, at first I thought like oh the, maybe the people in front of me like paid for my bill that's so nice I was like oh and she was like yeah no I'm about to quit like right now what so, so like she was like yeah you get your food for free like I don't give a fuck I'm quitting are you the reason she quit um, did you do something yeah. no I mean I cause like the funny thing is is that that at like at the canes near me at least the person that you you pay isn't the one that talks to you and takes your order
0: oh i thought it was the person that
1: gives you your food is the one that talks to you and takes your order at least at at mine um yeah so i had zero interaction with this late with, with, with this i mean i'm sure being in the area that i live i'm sure she dealt with some real fucking bitchy people right but like I've worked drive-thrus before. I know how fucking awful it is. I try and make it as easy as possible for everybody, like every party involved, right?
0: So, yeah, she's like, "No, you're you're good. You're good." I'm she like, was like, "I'm quitting tonight." You pulled up and she was like, "Hey y'all, I'm quitting. Want some free chicken?" <laughs> hey y'all, I'm quitting. Want some free chicken? <laughs> <laughs>